Honey, where is my super suit? <laughs> I'm attempting oh, to weird. get a better camera angle, and it's kind of a disaster. I'll join you. All right. Can't wait to show you this setup. I feel like more and more as I get older, I just like open my camera and I'm looking at myself. I like try and take a photo and mm -hmm. it's like just my yeah. face. I feel like this is a little better than the weird angle I had before, which was like... Yeah, it was changing. Yeah. It was on top of my camera or my monitor before. Well, look, you're the last person I shared on Slack to. No. <laughs> Couldn't find a better <laughs> tripod setup. I don't know what the heck happened to my other... Jim and Justin compare desks in the morning. <laughs> How's your setup? So professional. Well, at least we haven't run out of things to talk about yet, I guess, because it's been frequent. <laughs> we'll see on this one, I guess. What now? What episode are we up to? 39. 39. Got your traditional can of soda. A raspberry his hibiscus soda. sparkling water. I don't really drink any soda. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it is and like coffee. Sugar drink. We should clap. We should clap. Yeah, good call. Good shout. At the same time. Three, two, one. I don't know why I stared at the microphone then. <laughs> it's early. As, as if it was going to help me. It is early. I woke up late too. Rolled out of bed, rolled in here, fire a pot of coffee. Mm -hmm. Now staring at audio hijack. That's funny. I was going to ask you how you're getting your Rode thing into... Is it, are you, you put it in as an application then? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Your audio is much nicer than my audio. I think you just got to boost it up a little Why higher. And I, ha I use the... What the hell is that thing called? Um... I have one of them that's always like boosted so that it's like a higher level coming through. In where? In audio in hijack? Hi audio hijack, yeah. It's a little can dangerous too because you can spike. Sometime? Yeah, you can spike that way. But I mean, we don't usually do a lot of yelling. You can leave the disciplinary shouting to me. But are you doing any sort of comp compression or anything in audio hijack? Because it sounds yeah. clean. Like you're not using studio sound in Descript, right? For your no, track? No, I, I do, yeah. I always do. I basically do the same oh, thing do, for okay. both of us. The only thing I I use a D-boom on your voice because it's deep and sultry. Too deep. Oh, enough of the flirting already. You're boomy. That's not bad. That's not bad. Well, what did, what did Facebook wow. do to you? Was, oh, Facebook. Oh, Facebook. I made this mistake of logging in. Like I, I'd never touch it mm -hmm. usually. Like I just tick the little box in Instagram saying share this to Facebook. Yeah, and never go anywhere near it. Mm -hmm. And Will manages our Meta ads, so I don't have to log in to do that either. He just shows me the reports. Anyway, I logged in because I because I'm still trying to stay off my phone. I was like, cool, what? what tools are there where I can, as Justin would say, interface with my customers. <laughs> via... Cool. Cool. <laughs> I'll take that back now. Via these platforms. Anyway, so I was using the meta dashboard, whatever it's called, where you can see all your Instagram messages, all your Instagram comments, Facebook comments, Messenger messages, or like three years of Messenger messenger messages that I'd never responded to. The meta overlord um, view. And it had all the comments for all the ads that we've been putting on Meta over the last year. 
Want to read I some read of those? Through the comment section. <laughs> yeah. I read them all and then felt kind of crap about the world. Oh, yeah, that's. Oh, yep. man. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. The, For just some plywood? What a cesspit. Probably. Since I could make that at Bunnings for 50 bucks. So but also, to. there was all that sort of stuff. And the stuff about pricing and like yep. that we're extorting people. Yep. And, but then there's all this interesting stuff about because of our vinyl promotions. Like it's like every way that we displayed a record in a photograph, whether it was forward facing, side facing, upside down, inside out. It's like that you couldn't win like every version of any every image. Someone, at least someone was like, oh, you never saw vinyl like that. What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Of course. Like, Thanks. Oh, my God. What are we doing? Anyway, yeah. So it took me a couple of hours of doing other things to kind of get over that. And as I said in my Instagram post the other day, which I did not share to Facebook, out of spite. <laughs> you don't get me this time. I tried to just, yeah. So I was just trying to think about, like, what can I do with these? Like, do I delete them? Do I turn comments off completely on the ads? Yeah, do I try to be the person who res- responds to everyone? Hmm. Try to be constructive and be like, thanks for your input, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't There's no do winning those. I just... There's no yeah. winning. I just tried to design some new parts that dealt with... Oh, I saw that, fact. yeah. Not trying... Yeah, not trying to like solve people's problems because they're complaining about everything, but just make yeah, more extortion parts. Do something creative. Make more expensive parts. Yeah, steal people's money. How can I charge more for my parts so I can actually profit from them? Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's like sometimes I just want to be like, cool. I'll send you our P and L. Where would you like me to send our financials? Would you like to see the percentage we make on that in the end? Hmm. Do you, do you cop this? And and where do you cop it if you do? Do I do what? Where, where, where are you? It's early, you know. Do you get these comments? Oh, Don't yes. stare at me like that. It's weird. <laughs> I was listening. Yes, I get them. And I I feel like it used to be easier to just like respond and have like a... And to get that person to like have a... Oh, I'm a shithead response, you know, like... Like, oh, yeah. you know, you give you, you you tell the truth. You say, well, no, we're not really, you know, if you really want to know, we're making about 10% on that or something, you know, whatever the answer is. And then, yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah, that's surprising. I would have been, I would have expected you to make a lot more. I get it now. It, but it's like, that doesn't exist anymore in my experience. It's like nobody ever mm, falls back on it, or at least that's my opinion. So now, especially on ads, I just delete any bad comments because it does not prove any benefit nice. to us and it's just negativity that doesn't need to exist and it's almost always about price or misunderstanding like largely it's people commenting on the dust boot being 3d printed and that that cost about 10 cents yeah. in their minds and they don't understand it in a industrial setting and why it's valuable and why it works better than you know it's just they don't understand any of it they're not in the context and I don't feel the need to try to explain to them because they're never going to be our customer anyway, likely. Maybe that's the wrong yeah. take, but I that's just don't have point. the bandwidth up for it. Because, <laughs> I, yeah, I have moments of like, oh, cool. So, yeah, something's been missed. There's a lack of understanding here. Do I, do I, should I, if I miss something in my communication, should I go back and like try to communicate these ideas differently so this yeah. is 
like if people are complaining about price, should does that mean that I'm missing something in my communication around like, you know, our business ethos and all the yeah, things sure. we're trying to do to sort of justify or explain why our prices are the way they are. Yeah, um, which is fair. I think that's valuable too. Core, yeah, totally valuable. But then at the same time, our core audience isn't complaining. Exactly, and yeah. There's also, yeah, I don't know. There's also that thing like if you're, if no one's at, Having an issue with your pricing structure probably means you're too cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I had a inquiry, just for example, on that same topic, which is not uncommon, right? You get those ever so often. If you're not, I guess you would say, we've always tended to be on the higher side of prices for job shop services because mm -hmm. same story, right? We're like, we're not, I'm not paying myself well anyway so mm. we're trying to take the harder jobs that are you know hopefully you know bring in more money hopefully per job like revenue it's not a it's not like a race to the bottom i guess so it just doesn't seem like a good fit and then yeah. somebody asked if we could remake mm. some chairs or some chair seats for them and they had entered a budget that was way a third of what it should cost to do it and when i said oh no unfortunately that would be around this amount and they're like oh i could buy all new chairs for that and i was like do it i mean yeah. i don't know what to say like she you're gonna could. get those chairs from <laughs> not made in america for sure it's not you know made on a mm. on a income level that supports wages here for sure so uh, sorry <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, like I, I, I feel responsible at times for having those conversations and like trying to educate people, certainly people who have, you know, contacted us directly and are engaging in that quoting process. Like I feel some level of responsibility to explain things like why it's bad to rip off someone else's design that you've asked us to copy or why things cost what they do and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah. You know, honestly, the way that you're saying that now, I don't know that there's any reason to defend it, but it it makes me think of, it would be decent, like, I don't know how else to say this, decent content, right? Like, to explain in mm -hmm. some fashion, like, for your sake, right? Like, why does Like Butter price our products like we do? And it's like, you're kind of already talking about that transparency typically and how you make things. So, mm. I don't know that it's super valuable, but maybe that's the reaction not to everyone, but then you can point people to it. Like, here's why we do what we do. Yeah, look, I don't think it's going to help the Facebook trolls. No, but no. <laughs> at the same time, if they've if they've got a problem with it, they're kind of the tip of the iceberg, right? Like, if they've yeah. got a problem with it, then they could still go a long way to help yeah. more rational people exactly. understand it as well. I think it probably um, helps. Aaron, sorry, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, I think it probably helps to further create more trust and desire to support mm. that kind of business if you already are on that yeah. side so yeah yeah i think the top of our like well sales sales powwow thing is like people buy from what is it businesses of people buy things from people they know like and trust hmm. yeah for sure 
So that trust building, I think, is critical. Yep. Aaron had a cool idea the other, uh, yesterday about putting a putting an extra question in our quote request form about like trying to sort of giving our clients an opportunity to be sort of trim or a bit more transparent about their intentions when they're requesting a quote. Ah, like, I like that. If you had like this little scale of like, um, how serious are you? What if we added a field? Are you are you ready? Yeah, are you ready to buy now? Hundred uh-huh. percent. Yes, please take my money. Eighty percent, maybe. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Not sure. Shopping around. Blah blah blah. Uh huh. And then Jay was like, ten percent. I'm kicking tires. <laughs> I like it. Did you do it? I think it's. I think it's being added. Yeah. Yeah. I Some love those kind of things. It, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I I wanted to try. Well, the thing I've always you know for for when I was really trying to focus on getting more job shop sales, and I don't know that that's our future. Part mm. of that was to make the inquiry form like the the holy grail of like how we take in jobs, and it still is for the most part. Like there are ways to not message us that way, but. It still is the best way. So the thing that I don't like, and so you know, our our repeat customers, some will use the form, which is great, and they know that that's like the fastest yeah. way we can help them. Some don't, but what nice. I don't want them to have to do if they are a repeat customer, so we don't need all that that initial intake stuff again, right? Like maybe I should make mm-hmm. them a second form that's like repeat customer form, or it's like a checkbox that Ooh. bypasses all the like, where did you find us, and like. You know, watch yeah, like cool. all the stuff because I don't, we don't need that, you know, like, and it's just, it's a bad experience for them, but that's how we're the asking friction. them to do that's that, cool. you know? That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I was thinking on this just last night, actually, in terms of that form that we're currently, is building Airtable. Yep. And Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was talking about adding this extra question and I was thinking about, is Airtable still the right option for our form like are there better more customer friendly form platforms out there which i know the answer i'm sure there i know sarah when sarah took on hr towards the end of last year Mm -hmm. for the company she did like a customer satisfaction survey and she customer staff (laughs) staff she did a staff satisfaction survey freudian more coffee um (laughs) Shush. Um, <laughs> That's your long con. You're trying to turn t- your employees into customers. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. She used uh, Typeform. Yeah. Have you ever looked at that? I just threw that in there. It was very slick, slick and designed, did you? I, I remember Jay at the time was like, ooh, Typeform's expensive. But Sarah was just using a free version of it. But it does look quite tasty. I don't remember this company's name. Somebody in California. I'm, I'm sad I'll hopefully remember it here. Something like Monkey, Monkey. They do a ton of really amazing. Oh, Tinkering Monkey. Have you heard of them? They're a California no, company, and I, like I think name. I think they're in the Bay Area or maybe Los Angeles. And they do like, I don't know how they started up, but they do like all the big tech companies' cool signs, like every type of sign. Key. And I remember finding them really on, or just like following on Instagram, and then going to their website, and they were using a type form. And I remember talking about that with some of my friends who did different jobs and it kind of led to part of my progression of making our inquiry form um, longer, I guess, or like 
to get all the information yeah. I possibly can up front so that it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know, it just leads to better success rates for us. And then, you know, we're not wasting as much time and they're forced yeah. to think about it before we get into this like 16 email back and forth about all their things. And then that gets lost and they Fantastic. had a really good type form for that. And the one thing I don't like about type form is it's, it just feels like you're in this long slideshow timeline that you can't yeah. see the top or the bottom of. So I still like their table forms and we actually do still get a decent amount of comments on that positive comments. So yeah, I stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was my initial thought too. It was like just not being able to see everything you've written in one sort of view, but yeah, it's something I'd like to play with because we want re yeah, we really want people to use that form. Like we always run into problems when, that's bypassed for some reason. Even yeah, right. It's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> having one for repeat customers is a great idea. Thank you. We'll take that. Um, I mean, I think honestly, it could be. I'm just thinking about it right now. Just a checkbox early on in the forum. It's like, are you a repeat customer? And then it just beep, just kills whoop, out all the other bypasses. crap. Doing okay. doing that make today. <laughs> Justin, make it happen. Cool. Sorry, I just realized Dropbox is syncing like 60 gig of photos which won't be doing our connectivity any favors so i'll pause you're that for a while you're still green on the connection so who knows oh cool what's happening in your world i think i said last awesome. week but we've had continued good sales of products and i'm still going. hesitant that that's happening like it feels good it we're like I finished up some kind of profit and loss stuff for last year, which was not amazing to start, you know, the year. But I think I said this last time, finally finishing it all up and thinking about it. And I have actually, the other thing I guess to, to discuss is I've had a couple meetings with a um, business mentor, I guess you'd call it, or like a Ooh. yeah business mentor. And it's through some organization that is kind of a nonprofit, so they're kind of a it was actually a suggestion from a friend that had used something like it, and he's been really helpful. And just what I was hoping for this out of the situation was to get a third party that was like not a yes person, that was like a family member or a friend that's like basically always saying mm -hmm. like you'll figure it out, you're smart. And I'm like, well, will I? I mean, you don't know the profit and loss statement, and it wasn't <laughs> great last year, you know. And so we actually went through that, and it was really sobering too discuss the the highs and the lows which i mean frankly a lot of it was more lows mm -hmm. because we were in such a product development phase for so much of the year but the good news was coming out of that like our product sales have been great and if we extend that through this year they're going to double at least yeah. this year and awesome that's going to feel great even if we don't change anything at this point it seems like it's a good trend and so part of that coming back to the profit and loss thing is I'm actually going to try and keep up on the accounting because we're going to go over it every month, which is a complete difference for me of like, I've never shared those things before. There always been this like, Justin Fantastic. sees the accounting and it just kind of mm. sits there. So that's so been good. helpful. Yeah, well done. That's awesome. I think that's been one of the things that's been a game changer for us is doing like, a weekly check-in on, I mean, Sarah keeps our books up to date kind of basically every day, so that's in check. But, like, every week Sarah and I, like, 
go through the like the financial dashboard basically and look mm-hmm. at everything. And you know, a lot of it's just like kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it's very easy to sort of skim over stuff. But just the fact that we're looking at it every week has been yeah. game changer basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it, I don't think I would have changed much. Probably I couldn't have changed much, right? Like we weren't in a place where maybe that's not true. I probably would have been more stressed if I would have been aware every month of how much money we were losing technically, right? Like in the end. And I was aware of it to some degree, but what really sunk in was when I was talking to this mentor yesterday and I literally, he, he brought it up first. He's in the bottom line. He's like, so you lost X amount last year. And I was like, Ooh, I had phrased it as lost. It was like we used this yeah. funding we had, you know, acquired to I kept thinking of as using loan money, right? Like which isn't ideal, but there was not a lot of options to go mm. from where we were at to where we're at now. So I you know, I hope that this has all been good and the the projection seems like it's going to be better and that we should have more control over our future. And, and business by having products to sell rather than hoping somebody wants us yep. to make something for them because I just never made that work as well as it should have or could, I mm. guess. I don't know. Yeah, fantastic. That's yeah. cool. Feels positive. Would want. Yeah. Oh, so good to have a bit of external input yeah. on these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm, I'm feeling the lack because our business coach has kind of shut down for – over the Christmas period and yep. haven't rebooted yet. Like we haven't been having our weekly sessions again. And oh. I, I feel the lack of that rhythm already. Yeah. Just after a week and a half back at work. A kind of a, little, a lessened accountability. I've noticed myself in the way I'm working has kind of slipped a bit in terms of <laughs> I'm kind of jumping all over the shop and just doing like less focused. Yeah. Less accountable to the business, which has its pros and cons. Sorry, has its pros and cons. But yeah, we've been, Jay and I have been doing a little mini sprint mm. to build these landing, three new landing pages where we're kind of trying to refine the core offering of what we make and do yeah. um, in terms of how we present online with the idea that we'll have some really strong pages to direct ad traffic to and new new eyes. Mm-hmm. So that when... When someone lands on Kitter Parts, instead of just seeing a single variant, they're landing on uh, like a rich, like I chatted about last week, the sort of, it's not the Kickstarter page, but, you know, our equivalent of that sort of feature rich page talking about mm-hmm. the benefits and how you customize it and yep. trying to direct people to standard product first. And then second option is kind of minor customization and third option is kind of like full start from scratch yeah. customization. So. I spent pretty much the whole day yesterday in Lightroom just like sorting photos and editing and pulling them out and getting them into Shopify yeah. for building these three landing pages, which was satisfying. Really nice to see them coming together. I reckon we'll publish the first one today, which is like our main custom furniture page. And for the first time, we're going, well, it's kind of the tightest offering we've ever put online in terms of what we say we do. Hmm. It's like we've over the years we've reduced kind of the scope of what we tell people we do more and more from the early days where we said yes to everything. Sure. We're, we're, now we're very much sort of like Here's what the do. language we're using on this page is like 
you want, you know, shelving and storage. That's what we do. Yep. And so that's that feels good to tighten that up and kind of close off some of those other options that we know don't work very well for us. Are these pages... Um, it's not... Mm, sorry. No, you go. I was going to say, are, are these pages... Will the will the main will it be like your landing page of the home of like the main page of the website or like are they kind of like hidden pages meant directly for coming off of an ad? They're not the home page. They but they are the three top menu items. Mm. So furniture, kit parts, and sure. shelves makes sense. They'll be the the main pages that you click into from those top menu items, and mm-hmm. they'll be the landing pages from for ads as well. Yeah. Sure. So any fresh traffic that's coming in from ads will land on one of these three. Yeah. Cool. Coming together well, feeling the limitation of our theme that we chose in Shopify a little bit, but just yeah. whatever, making it work. For yeah. sure. So, are so they, another day of webland today. Are they pages then, like in Shopify, that page, online store page? Yes, yeah. the page. Correct, mm. page function. I've never, those are interesting to me. I don't. It's such a weird way that you build them, like that the editing of the like text box on the one thing is just like, it's not really most of what you put into the page. It's like all in the template editor, in yeah. my experience anyway. Yeah. But it's just a weird experience. Yeah, like, exactly. It just seems backwards for like what Shopify wants a use case for, but maybe they're going to get to it a better solution. Like, I think we've the only page content that we've got in pages is like, oh, you know, a very short paragraph for the header. It's like an SEO thing. And then everything else, yeah. everything else is built out in the, the theme builder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. A bit weird, but it works. So I'm just in Webland, and then next week I'm away oh. for, for the week, going, visiting in laws in far north Queensland. No, middle of Queensland, which is a long way north of here, in the middle of nowhere on a cattle station where Laura's brother lives. Whoa. On a ranch, ranch. as you would say. I'm assuming it's even um, hotter there. Yeah, it'll be hotter and humid and disgusting, but yeah. It's a kind of like... At least they have internet. Yeah. Maybe it's like going to Texas for us. Maybe. Probably less guns. Sure. (laughs) Yes, hopefully. (laughs) Title option, Texas, but less guns. <laughs> I don't know if that'll work. Yeah. So I'll be off the tools next week, but still online, I think, so we can still record. Okay. Yeah. I, I always enjoy if, an escape from those situations. Maybe you're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. This is kind of going backwards, but you're making one of my... Um, go backwards. One of my surprises yet is that our Instagram ads, mostly for dust boots, continue to perform two to three times better than anything else ever has, which is just shocking to me still. And I still don't trust the numbers because like the day that it said we had sales from one of them, it was double what it should have been like for that day, just for... Mm. their results i don't know how that's happening but it makes yeah. me question that it's all doubled or something and i don't even know how you could possibly justify i guess there's that like you can go back to the pixel thing and look at it i suppose but um yeah it's been encouraging and part of talking to that mentor was 
trying to find new ways to like further define a different market of people that mm, we cool. could sell products to and particularly like we've had requests right or people have just straight up bought the dust boot and modified it themselves for their use case which is kind of cool to see and i've gotten you know whenever i find that out i just like hey i'd love to see photos and like the machine in particular that we're trying to kind of tackle next whenever i get some free time to do that kind of thing is laguna and they have these little similar to probably the multicam that you had the little actuator arms on it and uh, instead of taking them off because they can't really tool change without that going up and down the idea would be to add a way for that to actually happen like to mount to the tool mm. to the pneumatic thing and i think i would probably have it done already because it seems like an easy modification it's just tricky to like go from people's measured drawing like hand measured drawings to like making prototypes that work but it should be a fairly easy modification yeah, and sure. then part of the trick to it i don't know how to get into that community right like same with like your same audience of multicam people in australia it's like they're selling great there when we get connected with one but there's how <laughs> to like market to them effectively right it's the ads kind of work, yeah. but you can't target by machine like that. And so I haven't mm. yet. That's kind of my next hurdle would be amazing to like get a manufacturer's like sales list or something and <laughs> and uh, be creepy, How? I guess. That's cool. So that would then open up all those Laguna machines potentially. Mm-hmm. I think, I mm. mean, and they have a bunch of variations, so I don't know. They probably wouldn't work for everyone, but. And they have different spindles on them. But anyway, there should be a decent amount, like much more than, I think they're more popular than shop savers, my guess. Uh, and and some of my searching yeah, for like Google certainly. Trends seems like that's the case. Ooh, Google Trends, look at you go. And the other thing um, was to use Google Ads. This is from Mr. Mentor. Google Ads, I don't know which one yet, but you can do like planning for your google ads it's like kind of searching to see what people are searching for within the google ads platform and so you can kind of gauge scale and volume of searches i guess by that which should have some correlation yeah i found one of those the other day which i sent to aaron because he was asking about where he could find sort of demographic data and it was like there are bookshelves and standing shelves is like 100,000 to a million searches a week. Holy and crap. We're currently getting 56 clicks. <laughs> it's like, and it shows you like the graph of your like potential growth in that search area. And they always just go, just spend more money, you'll get more clicks. Just you're like, spend yes, more thank money, you. I will more. spend more money. How about you just give me better <laughs> clicks? Yeah. Give me the clicks. Come on. That's cool, man. Laguna, up next. Set your sights. Yeah, how the yeah, I don't know. That's a bit of a conundrum finding those customers. It is. You just need a, a, a super fan of PDX who can who's got the machine and can road test it. That's for a good you point. Yeah, I. That's definitely the way to go. Because yeah, I would get in front of so many people. Maybe that find find you Laguna influencer. <laughs> I, I need a Laguna. <laughs> You took the words out of my mouth. Laguna influencer. If you're a Laguna influencer, please contact me. We'll boot you up. I want your clicks. I want your clicks on my boot. 
<laughs> mm, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought I've, my equivalent of that is trying to find someone who's got a really sweet like record collection and nice hi-fi gear and or just like Jay and I were talking about this the other day, like let's find someone who's just got a really nice house, nicely styled, and they want a kit of parts and we'll give them a kit of parts in exchange for like yep. being able to be in their house for a day to shoot content. Yep, yep. Definitely. So that, that's on our our marketing list because it's just hard to emulate that nice home vibe. Like I, I am no stylist and I have no nice props. Mm-hmm. And my house is definitely not worthy of such such photography. Fake it till um, you. With two small children yeah. running around trashing it every day. You really make those commenters mad and just have your children trash some records in the photos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are those kids those doing with records? Oh, my God. Just rubbing Play-Doh across yeah. one. <laughs> That'll get the trolls. Mm-hmm. Let's get them. Crayons. What was I going to say? Uh, yeah, that just reminds me. I've, it struck me yesterday sorting through tens of thousands of photos yeah. in Lightroom. Like photography is always has been, you know, a side passion of mine. Like I almost didn't continue with industrial design. Mm-hmm. almost fell into photography as a career. Yeah. But... Like, as a furniture maker, it's so critical, right? I mean, as a maker of anything yeah, and trying to communicate what you do to others, it seems like such a critical skill set. And I guess, you know, anyone can take a decent photo now because yeah. gear yeah. and software is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it just struck me yesterday. I'm just like, this is an important skill. And I'm glad I took all these photos over the years because it's like a huge resource now to draw upon. Yeah. And if I can actually sort it out and get my library in order, which is definitely not, it will become an even more valuable resource. So I I bought an external solid state and my project before I go to Queensland is to try and pull everything down off Dropbox so I've got it all offline, and then I can actually sort my library properly next week if yeah. I have time. Crazy. That's an interesting point. But yeah, uh, that kind of thing saying about photography. I've, I was kind of like a, I was never like an expert in all the settings and things. It was more like a feeling of. I just loved taking photos, even back when I had a point and shoot, basically in like middle school, and I don't know what it was. I loved the kind of like I just like capturing things in a different way, I guess. And it was such a different experience then. And I, I got a, a a film SLR at one point, And I think I only had one lens for that thing. And then I eventually got a digital one, which made my parents very happy because I wasn't developing film every every so often, you know, as <laughs> expensive hobby then. Uh, and I loved it. I loved it all through high school. And I even thought about, like you said, going into photography as a profession I remember talking to a local photographer that was like my family friend and asking him about it as a career. And I think his answer, the thing I always remember about that conversation was like, unless you like to make people smile or laugh to take their photo, that it's hard to make money in this profession. And I was like, oh, that's not me. Like, that's that's not me. (laughs) Uh, And I know there's other ways to make money with photography, but, you know, weddings and stuff like that were, are always been more lucrative. 
here anyway. Yeah. And so going into college, university, I felt like I had a pretty good advantage because I, I had done so much photography and I think it did really help even if my projects weren't excellent sometimes or something like that, that being able to photograph them really well would make them look better potentially like in portfolios and applications yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And that feels like it's completely gone away. Like sure you can still go to town with lighting and you know, being really good with editing, but everybody can do it now. You can do it with your phone almost as good mm. as you can with what I used to be able to do in school with ah. a nice camera and some nice setup. It's just everybody can do it. Yeah. And I don't even use my normal camera off, all that often to do like product photography because the phone does it so well. Phone does so well. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking for a specific project yesterday, which I knew I'd, I'd gone back to shoot it on digital SLR and I found the SLR shots and I found the phone shots. I was like, wow, these phone shots are way better. <laughs> like ended up editing and publishing the phone shots. Just the dynamic range was just a bit more pleasing. And mm -hmm. like, I guess they've done a really good job with the settings on the iPhone camera in terms of yeah. how it colors things. And it's kind of, you know, half the work's already done for you. So it's, it's immediately a sort of a more pleasing image sometimes. But it also makes me want to, looking at all this stuff, just makes it makes me think about all the projects that we haven't documented properly. Like we've got mm. so much work out in the world that we don't have photography of or we've just got like some crappy site photo as we're kind of walking out the door yeah. with it fin just finished mm -hmm. in a building site or someone's empty home. And I'd love to do like a little grand tour where I just go on the road for a week and like, call people up and be like, hey, can I come and see your shelves? How you going? Yeah. Try it. It'd be a fun project. Yeah, I'd like to. That's really, I mean, I think I said this the last time we talked about this, that's really common in architecture. I don't know if you have that's to right, agree yeah. to it ahead of time, but I think often people want to show their things because, because yeah. they hired an architect Pride. in the first place, if it's like a home. But yeah, with like yeah. every major yeah. project, like my wife just finished a, $40 million campus project, they spent like a week photographing it. <laughs> like it's wow, yeah. very, it's what you, it's how you win your next projects in architecture usually. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's the same. Same, yeah, same. What we're doing too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. It was fun recording the secret show yeah. last week. Definitely. It was good. A little bit more loose oh. vibe than our highly buttoned up normal podcast. Loose? Looser, but also like kind of thematically tighter as well. Like I really liked working with <laughs> just true. that single theme and just working through <laughs> it. And it made me think that'd be an, an interesting thing to try <clears throat> on the main podcast as well, potentially of just sort of yeah. like we've got that idea of answering listener questions on the secret show. So if you have questions, please send us a message and we will answer those on the mm -hmm. on the patreon secret show every month but i thought it, yeah it'd be nice to try it on here too not the question answering but the kind of just yeah coming out with little mini mini themes and we'll i'm sure we'll still spin off and talk about software corner but like just having something to kind of draw us back in and go yeah. what were we talking about again oh yeah that was weird i mean it, i think we've had it's always ends up being this like stream of consciousness conversation every week i think but it yeah. was weird to just talk about only like the the cost of CNC machines 
for a whole time. That was mm. an interesting time. Yeah. If you're having, yeah, if you are, if you haven't signed up for Patreon, you can do that in any of the show notes and get the secret show, which is out. And if you like, as Jim and I were talking, most podcasts use RSS feeds and you can get that RSS feed in your Patreon member settings of some sort. Like I have a link to it and we can link to it here as well, but it's pretty easy to get if you log into Patreon, I think. And then you can have that stream to your podcast catcher podcast app whenever we have a secret show come out. Awesome. And thanks to everyone who's subscribed so far. Mm -hmm. Much appreciated. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Shoot us some questions and we'll answer them in the, uh, the bonus show. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Anything else on your radar? You want a stream of consciousness about it? <laughs> mm, there was one thing. What was that? Oh, I was listening to... Do you know of... I think we've talked about him before. Things Made Here? I think that's what it is. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that name. The guy's name is Shane. I don't know his last name. Stuff Made Here. Stuff made here. Stuff made here. Oh, that. Oh, he's such a freak. The Michael most Ward. savant person I've ever, or intelligent person yeah. I think I've ever seen. I, he feels like he's like Not thirty-two, like maybe under thirty still, but yeah. he can like do all the engineering, physics, chemistry, and machine, and like code and, like and crazy. Really well on camera. Yeah. Every video has millions of views, but he did a YouTube kept showing me this like interview with him and I I kept bypassing it and I was finally like, all right, I'll watch it. And it was like the founder of Formlabs, the like SLS or SLA printer manufacturer. Uh-huh. And they had this discussion because Shane used to work for them. That was like his first job out of school. And I think cool. the thing that I'll link it, it was it was an interesting discussion. And if you haven't seen stuff made yeah, here, like watch that. it is probably the most just jaw-dropping making I've ever seen in my life. This guy is just like the smartest person. He'll like make a backboard for a basketball hoop that's like on fly wires so that you can throw the ball anywhere and it'll go in because it's like motion tracked and he made yeah. the entire system himself. It's crazy, but it's like, so it's fun to watch. Like, yeah. Six degrees of freedom cable robot flying across the room oh yeah so there's one with a cnc like a router that's vertical on a wall so it can paint a giant mural from a photo mm. it's just yeah, insane. this is what i love about the economics of youtube like the mm-hmm. fact that youtube revenue can support people to do that as yeah. a job yep. i think it's fantastic oh <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing so that's kind of interestingly part of that conversation and so the founder of Forum Labs is interviewing him, which eh, it was a little bit of an awkward conversation because at one point, the thing I was going to bring up about it is, I don't remember his name, Forum Labs guy was saying, so I know when you left Forum Labs, there was a little bit of negativity. Do you want to talk about that? And I was like, what are you, why are you asking this <laughs> on a podcast? Uh-oh. Like you're putting him in such a bad yeah, place, yeah. but he handled it pretty well. And he kept kind of kind of like asking him he wouldn't really give like a negative answer he was just like you know well my youtube was doing well and i thought i was going to go take a, you know it was taken off and I, I realized i could make some money on it and i wanted to move back with my family and i could do that because i was in boston working for foreign lab or like raleigh or something and 
And he's like, no, but like, what was the negative thing or something? And I was like, why are you stop that? Like, why are you, why are you forcing this conversation publicly? So weird. But then he eventually says the thing that struck me about it was they put out their form three, which is one of their printers some years ago. And Shane had had a big hand in working on it. It was a pretty small team at that time. And he said, the thing I remember so much about that experience is we put out this printer that turned out to be, you know, it still is very popular and the the world loved it. It was great. Didn't, you know, it had so many improvements, but all we heard internally was it was a failure. This was a failure because we didn't push hard enough. It wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. And I just sunk three years of my life into it and it felt terrible. And, and so that was easy. Wow. I was like, you actually answered the, I'm sure there was more to that, but you know, he said it was hard to imagine like, what do I, what, where do you go next with that? Like if you feel like you've done absolutely everything and then your boss is saying mm. it's a failure. And so it was just interesting, like perspective to keep in mind that the smartest person you'll ever have as an employee was lost potentially partly because you just didn't give them a, a pat on the back, you know, like, like said, damn we did so we worked so hard on this this was great good work and just i don't know that's perspective that's great perspective to hear yeah 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 yeah. as someone who shares financials with my team every week that sort of just triggers something for me of like i've seen definitely seen it in the past of like sharing too much sort of scary negative like financial information yeah, scaring people. Yep. Sort of, yeah, scaring people, but also making them feel a bit helpless of like, oh, we lost all that money last month, Like, but what can I do about it? It's like I think I, I hope I do a better job now of sort of presenting that information in a way that well, my team is much more empowered these days to actually do something about that. But yeah, yeah no, that's cool to hear. I think mm, that's a good point like of, and I haven't had a lot of experiences, but through the last few months, we had some adversity Mm. and I did get feedback on that internally I was very distraught about it, but I knew that there was no good of me just dwelling on how frustrating or hard the situation was that what we needed to do was keep moving, keep working on the next thing. And so that turned into, like, I didn't think about it that way necessarily. It just like after the fact you know, we talked about it and he was, that it was good that because it was hard to, you know, process. And I think that's the same thing. It's like when you're saying only things like, God, guys, we lost this amount of money. Like, you know, what are we going to do about it? And, and instead giving like, here's how we can solve that, you know, or here's what you can do about it. Yeah. Instead of just laying it out as negative. Yeah. Well, opening up the conversation and giving them the opportunity to help yeah. do something about it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm keen to check out that interview. Yeah. This should link us up. For sure. Yep. Cool. All right. Shall we wrap this up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same time tomorrow. <laughs> Every day. Nobody's going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'll see you on the ranch. Oh, I'm excited for I'll that. You going to have a hat? Best ranch hat. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Dang, I'm excited for that. Maybe I can come to you live from the back of a cow. <laughs> no, they ride horses, not cows. <laughs> That's right. Don't mind me. Uh, no. 
I, either one would be great. Like a little microphone. So I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you next week. After the radio. Bye. Bye. What does this button do? I could have hooked that one up. That oh yeah. I need to hook it up so I can actually hear it. it doesn't oh. come through my headphones. I'm That's just a nice cheer. The duration. Woo! What what what? Oh, and I can just hear myself. Yeah. Okay. I'll play with that. <laughs> Do you have like a reverb possibility in that thing? No. Sounds like you're reverbing like mad. I, whoa. Oh I my just god. Went into space. Oh. Turn it off. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. Holy crap. <laughs> oh my word, that was crazy. Uh, I couldn't yeah. stop it for some reason. That was wild. <laughs> All right. Well, don't hit the rim shot button oh, and road, man. that's for sure. <laughs> well your smirk's fine <laughs> audio here alright well chat later oh, man. thank you chat yep. later yep. bye, bye. Oh, shit